0: show stop in
1: Well, it has been buzzing loudly all weekend? The passion of the crowd in Rosenfry Stadium is second to none. And the raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans welcome home. We'll see how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina! It's, it's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game!
0: You are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. I'll watch him celebrate now, Phil Mulvaney. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradfield.
1: I'm telling you, you look like you joined the dance.
2: All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home. Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the BarndoCo, the com, where you can build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot if you're in the Carolinas, Georgia, or in Tennessee. The Co. Dot com. Signorama, of course, is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. And when you arrive at Williams-Price Stadium here in less than two months, you will know why if you don't already. Phil and JB and JC is coming soon. Uh, he had a uh, late errand that he was kind of forced into running, but um, he'll be here in just a little bit. Chris Phillips will also be here in about 25 minutes, 1130. Uh, with the Spurs Up show. Next week, it is my understanding he'll be up in Nashville for SEC Media Days. The chaos will ensue, and it'll kind of unofficially get us going and ready for the 2023 SEC football season, uh, which actually begins August 26th, because Vanderbilt and Hawaii will play a week before the rest of the conference is set to uh, get on the gridiron. So looking forward to that. We'll talk about some of the Gamecocks' defense today. Uh, there are some portal nuggets to pass along with uh, gamecock baseball as well and uh anything that's on your mind you can put it in the chat box and we'll make sure that we have those conversations here over the next couple of hours with all that said not to interrupt your coffee but good morning my man
0: mad dog mullinax mad dog mullinax i like it that's all right i'll, I'll wear that that's fine <laughs> you do it jamie i think i, I think it's good yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I've been called much worse. So, I mean, you know, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here uh, no I was looking at hotel rooms and all sorts of things. I've been, I've had a busy morning. I've been to the tax office, the DMV already today. I've been extremely productive
2: this morning. <laughs> Ooh. Two places who doesn't love to be the DMV and tax office. I Yeah. they really of the care. Month, though,
0: got there early. Yeah. So I was in and out. But yeah. yeah the a few DMV. hundred dollars later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding,
2: dude. You go into the DMV and you just don't ever. The people watching at the DMV is the best part about the DMV.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's you know, the see of humanity in there.
2: <laughs> if you want to call it that, that's for yeah.
1: sure.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, got, uh, our, our eldest is almost ready to drive here. So when she's, she's going to try to get her permit here in about three months. So Ooh. I'll have that experience, uh, to chalk up and, you know, add to my father board.
2: Yeah. Best of luck mm-hmm. to you, man. And, um, uh, may God be with you and your family through yeah, these troubling you. times. That's right. That's right. So Y'all look out on the mean streets of Taylor.
1: Yeah. Everybody <laughs> stay out
2: of Taylor, South Carolina for a
1: while.
2: And uh, let 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 young Mad Dog Mullinax figure it out. And That's right. uh, once, yeah. once she gets it going, we'll all be better. All right, so a couple of food items to lead off the day here. And now we're not going to be like a lot of uh, what you would call sports radio or sports talk or whatever in the middle of July and spend two hours on things that people are like, yeah, I get it. You're filling time, but these are these are newsworthy things, and they are they are topics. One, it is National Beans and Franks Day. Okay. Oh. When is the last time you had beans and franks? It would have been. Let's
0: see. It's been probably eight years. Yeah, uh, I remember it well. Actually, it's funny that you bring this up. I remember it well. It was uh, one of the last meals that I got to eat with my grandfather. Ooh. Um yeah, yeah, it was. It was one of his favorites. Beans and Franks was one of his favorites. He, he was real good for a quick dinner, right? So anytime grandma was out of town, Papa would whip up a quick dinner. So it'd be like, you know, beans and Franks, uh, salmon and eggs, things like that. Just something to get you by in the evening to pass you through to your, you know, midnight snack, which he was partial to either ice cream or a nice bowl of cereal right before bed. <laughs> yeah. My, man. My man, Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, like, yeah I get it It was great. It was great. My lovely wife Dina was with me. So we, uh, yeah, we had beans and Frank's with Papa
2: one night. <laughs> so, and I, and I hear you, Carol Luca, I, I get it. Pork and beans. I understand. Mm-hmm. But, it, but the national day is beans and Frank's day. So that's why I have to say it that way. Um, <laughs> It's been a while, I know that, but um, there is a awesome recipe. When I realized it was beans and Frank's Day, or of course, as we would call it down here in the South, pork and beans, uh, that has um, brown sugar, Worcestershire, ketchup, mustard, hot sauce, onion, a teaspoon of butter, and then of course you have bacon. And then you got to put your hot dogs in there, and you just cook it all together with the pork and beans can, right? And, yeah, and, and a big unhealthy pot of cholesterol. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, anyway, you, you have a rough day is what you have, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what it is. It is good while you're eating it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. could be a little indigestion a little bit later on though. In addition to that, 86 years ago today, the first Krispy Kreme opened. No. Thank God. Now there. Yeah. now. Yeah. Now we're talking, right? And <laughs> it made the world a better place. It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My question to you is, how close is the nearest Krispy Kreme to your house? Oh, is it's it, about it a 10-minute drive. About a 10-minute drive. Do you, any Whenever you pass by, if the hot now sign is on, mm. d- do you <laughs> just keep going or do you have to stop? Because I have to stop every time.
0: I... Uh, I don't have to typically because I ride that way. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> We're generally have somewhere to go if I'm down there. But uh, now my wife and kids on the other hand are big. Hey, the hot and now signs on the hot and now signs never on. Let's stop it.
2: <laughs> Dude. It's like when I lived in Columbia, the, obviously the one in West Columbia, if I was ever over there, and it was on. It didn't matter what time of day, had we just eaten dinner or not, none of that. You had to stop. Now, it's in, and it's in West Ashley, which I'm rarely down there anymore because the traffic is atrocious. But if we are and it's on, again, it's impossible to not stop. And I'll eat the whole dozen.
0: Yeah, but that's that's the other thing. That's one of the reasons why I try not to stop because I'm the same way. I will eat them all because they just melt in your mouth. It's like they're not even Dude. twelve of them there. It's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> it's like so good. I can't help it. Um. So, if you feel like being really unhealthy today, a nice pot of beans and franks followed up by maybe a donut for dinner from Krispy Kreme. Oh, and by the way, it's this. It's always a dozen glazed. I don't go off the oh, books. Yeah.
3: Nah, no, no, nah, no. Nah. I don't need any of that.
2: Just give me the glazed donuts, man.
0: That's right. That's right. And and Lord help us if it's, you know, buy one, get one at a steep discount. Because, you know, I'm always
2: looking for a good deal, too. So right. <laughs> it might well, be two dozen come home with me. <laughs> but I've never understood that, though. Like, when they do the – I don't know if they're doing it this year or not. I haven't, lo- I haven't looked in the news, but – Generally, every year, Krispy Kreme maybe on National Donut Day they'll do like a buy a box or get buy a dozen, get a dozen free, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a dozen donuts is like uh, what, what's it run now? I, I don't even look at it when I do it. Maybe nine bucks. Yeah, yeah it's probably closer. Yeah, close to nine ten bucks. I would think Not, yeah. Okay, nine ten dollars. But like when I used to work at ESPN and our office was right down the street, we had a Krispy Kreme. They had a they had a Krispy Kreme. Um, uh, one of the managers used to commonly just drop off three or four dozen donuts at our office. And where she would bring them back to the kitchen was right where Bobby Harton and I had our offices. We were on the other side of the building. And so Bobby and I would always smell them first. <laughs> 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 so, like, let's get in there before the rest of the staff. That's and right. That they're here, you know, so we'd go in there and clean clean house on a dozen or so of these things and um, and it was great but but what I, but when I, when I first started working at ESPN I had a my office was um, was I didn't have a window at the time, and then I got moved over to the window side and so we are on the other side of our parking lot there was a, a building uh, actually it was an ihop, which was dangerous until they closed it. thank God, or hmm. I'd be 400 pounds. And then is Highway 17. And when I first started working there, I I was trying to figure out why this this only happened one time. And then they told me, of course, I said there must be a wreck on 17. The traffic was a mile long. I mean, a mile, more than that, it was all the way back to 526. And Jeez. I couldn't figure out what was going on. My so you're talking about a, a couple copies. of miles. Turns out the traffic was backed up on to five twenty six, like to to get off onto seventeen. That was the line, and I'm sure there were some people who were stuck in it, thinking that there was just a uh, thinking, hey JC, thinking that What's there was up? just a wreck or something up there. That was the line for people who were sitting to get a dozen free donuts with the purchase of their other other dozen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I was like, I, I finally, I, you know, I, I can't remember who told me in the, in the office. I said, there must be a wreck out there. And I kept looking and kept looking and thinking, man, somebody's, this is bad. And then finally I said, no, that's the line for the, for a crispy cream. I said, you gotta be freaking kidding me for crisp for donuts. Well, it's buy one, get one free day. I said I ain't sitting in a line for an hour to save ten dollars on a dozen donuts. Are you got it? There's no way. I'll just wait till tomorrow for my donuts. Like I don't have to really? have them right now. They well, probably they burned ready? ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. I was well, gonna yeah. say, was
0: the sign? You company yeah, that with the, the sign, sign was on? That's probably Mad Max out there on Seventeen. Yeah. You know,
2: <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we don't need
4: another a- Phil, That's We don't right. need another hero, man.
2: No. Nah. Well, I mean, dude, like I, I, I understand a good deal. Okay, we've got kids. We're always looking to save money. Everybody is. I I get that. Um, hell, I, I, not to make a Justin Smoke reference here, but hats off to him and his family. They still grocery shop on Wednesday because that's when the best deals are. You know, and he's made a ton of money in the big leagues. So we all appreciate a big a good deal. I ain't one who's sitting in the truck for two hours burning all of the money and gas and i'm going to save on a dozen donuts at <laughs> Krispy Kreme. not happening so hats off to Krispy Kreme. it's a killer and i love them and it's a it's a killer uh you know it's a killer marketing effort and promo in the whole nine yards and they they bait a lot of people into it
0: not me no way but well, now they've got an app so you download the Krispy Kreme app and it will tell you when your local Krispy Kreme has the light on. Really? Yes. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> I better not download that. Yeah, that was like don't download it. No. Nah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, to JC's point though, was the hot now sign on it well, if you're in the if you're it, like in the example I just gave. If you're just getting off of five twenty six, how on planet Earth are they still going to? I mean, I know that they're just constantly making them, and that's got to be hell on wheels for the for the employees that day. But there's no way that when you get that everybody is getting hot and ready's,
4: right? Depends uh, on their uh, conveyor belt capacity and dough yeah, right dough manifestation,
1: and um, and, they,
2: and they only do the original glaze. Like you can't go in there and get a. Dozen of yeah, get the the covered. Okay, yeah, get
0: mixed. No, yeah, oh, it's got to be the hot. Um,
4: party. yeah, yeah. that says it's, it's kind of funny. We're having a donut discussion, and it's Richard Simmons' seventy fifth birthday. Well,
0: <laughs> well, it's well, it's, <laughs> it's, You're it's not going to find that on a deal a
2: meal card. So, Richard Simmons was born eleven years after Krispy Kreme was born. Because today's that's why I started talking about it. Today's Krispy Kreme's eighty sixth birthday.
4: So it's their birthday and Richard Simmons' birthday at the same time.
2: Yeah. So if you're born on yeah, July 13th, I mean, this is yes, that's that rich. That is rich. You're, I mean, you're killing <laughs> it. You know? If July 13th, well, guys, your day. Yeah, Richard <laughs> Simmons,
4: man, I, you got to love him. You know, he'd sit there and cry. That's
2: the second Richard Simmons reference we've had on this show. I referenced him a couple of weeks ago now. I can't was it, I was going to say,
0: was it this week or was it maybe no, right before we went on vacation? Yeah. Before we went
2: on break. <laughs> And i, I just saw it
4: on twitter like uh the, he released a rare statement because he i think he went into hiding you know that kind of thing he, he's been in hiding yeah he so did turn york up post, missing
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
4: the new york post kind of stalks him like they do and so i, I followed oh, yeah. the post on twitter and i just saw he released a rare statement today you think it's because he got fat again i don't know
3: did We've all I been didn't... there.
4: I, I'm I'm in the middle of that right now, so I, I'm I'm going to release a statement on my birthday, uh, <laughs> saying I'm going to put a lawsuit against Portillo's beef sandwiches. But no, <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, I mean you know he goes he was fat, and that that's kind of his story. And then he got thin, yep, and very enthusiastic, and and cried on TV a lot, and yes. then, then he was, wait, he wait. went away. You know, I, I don't know. The, the, the psychology of Richard Simmons uh, is a fascinating topic. But, yeah. You know, we probably have probably. I love that story though, JB. Was there a wreck? No, it's the line for buy one, get one at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe it. I came in right when you were that. I was like, that's one of the funniest things I've heard all day. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the, and IHOP was a big winner in this because they're on the way to Krispy Kreme. So there's a lot of people who are like, F this crap! Screw I'm just it. gonna go yeah. get an omelet, go get some some <laughs> yeah. Suzette or
4: something. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. That, that is, <laughs> um... so
2: hats hats off to Krispy Kreme and and happy birthday and and I apologize to everybody for spending the first fifteen minutes of your hour morning together with uh, telling old Krispy Kreme war stories from the war stories the <laughs> hell hole that was that building that I worked in. Hey, the Krispy Kreme
4: <laughs> in Spartanburg, the old one is a landmark. They're never tearing it
2: down. Well, I mean, the one in – Yeah, the one auditorium. Yeah. 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 You know what, JC? Speaking of Spartanburg, my neighbor – I've mentioned them before who moved here from Idaho. They're the kindest, coolest people on the planet. Um, He's a truck driver. And um, so he's been – I'll text him oftentimes just to see where – and it's amazing. I never really knew exactly how truck drivers' schedules work out. Uh, you know, they only have a certain number of hours they can be on the road each day. Then you absolutely have to shut it down and stop wherever you are. Period the end. And um, so he's been all—he was just in Reading, PA earlier this week and stuff. But he um, co- uh, a couple of weeks ago, he he uh, he said he was, or he, he got home. I said, "Well, where were you?" So well, I got up this morning, had to take a load to Spartanburg, fiddled around for a few hours. What you know, they drop off the—he he carries liquids. And he drops it off, and then he can go do whatever. I said, "Well, you got to go to the beacon." He said, "The beacon? Okay, I'll write that down." I said, "No, you got to go. Now look here. If you got a three-hour ride home, I might be giving you bad advice. But if (laughs) if you're planning to kind of stick around for a while or something like that, like don't just pick it up and get in the truck and start driving. You're gonna have to pull over. But you know, if you got some time, you got to go to the beacon." So I kind of filled him in on the beacon and uh next time he's in Spartanburg, which I think is gonna be soon, he said. And he's uh he'll make it it's at least an early stop.
4: Crazy about your your beacon philosophy there. Because it's true. I mean, it, it's yeah, like it's very uh, true. it's like Sex Panther sixty percent of the time it works forty percent of the time. But no, no, it's actually like ninety eight percent. Last time I was at the beacon, though, you remember I went to that funeral, unfortunately, in February, drove to Spartanburg. So, on the way out of town, my mom's like, let's meet up. And so, okay, we're going to meet up. It was a Saturday. We were going to go to Wade's, which uh, may be the best Meet and Three I've ever been to in my life. People in Nashville brag about the Meet and 3 Their macaroni, and cheese, is soupy, whatever. Wade's is off the chisel. Okay. Wade's is closed on Saturdays. So, I was like, well, I got to take Nat somewhere since we're here in my hometown. Although we did meet in Spartanburg. I wasn't able to take her to the landmarks. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, well, we're going to the beacon. And dude, we, we drove all the way to Gatlinburg, um, right around back cave, North Carolina, going up 26. Uh, yeah. The be- the, the, the Montezuma beacon, the beacons, <laughs> Montezuma's revenge hit me a little bit. <laughs> But after that, all the way in that windy road going down forty, and all the way up over the Blue Ridge—not uh, the Blue Ridge Parkway, but the Great Smoky Mountains National Park—you know, yeah, you get in that way, you go kind of go through the parkway. Mm-hmm. I was fun. I was like, I, I think all the food I've been eating up here is like lined my stomach with a protective coating uh, against the beacon. <laughs>
0: It become immune to the effects, you know, after a while, after, you know, after years yeah. and years of eating uh, it yeah. and stuff like that. Dar- yeah. yeah. And,
4: and Daryl, 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 the chat box is spot on since they've sold yeah. it. It's not the same without Mr. White working there. But yeah, I couldn't heard, even I've find that. They didn't have a t-shirt I could buy. I was going to buy a t-shirt. I do. If you notice back here in the background, those of you that are watching on video, if you look below the inside the Gamecocks, the show uh, poster back there. There's a beacon menu I have up there that I snagged. But uh, I couldn't. I couldn't even find a T-shirt, man. No merch. What?
0: That's no funny. merch.
4: I'm like, no this merch. is a land. This is a famous place. They have billboards all over the country. So, um. Well, anyway, almost time for Chris, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> step
2: aside just. A Carol Lucas right. Got to, got a plan around the beak. The chili cheese is plenty though. It's uh. I won't finish that, but yeah, I hear you. You're, you know, we we. we <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, How did that –
4: yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. But no, when I was in eighth grade, I was 158 pounds. After a football game, last football game of the year, they take us to the Beacon. I ate an entire chili cheese of plenty. I ate someone else's onion rings. And we got a pig's dinner, the dessert with 12 scoops of ice cream and all the Sunday toppings. Right. I polished about half that off of my teammates uh, and pro- I was hungry later. <laughs> I, I was, I was a high-dive I was the height I am now, six feet tall then, 158. I was all head, Uh, but uh, (laughs) on on top of my shoulders. But, uh, you know, but I'm astonished when I look back to that. And I'm like, perhaps I should have, you know, taken it easy a little bit because I I think I developed some bad habits. (laughs) (laughs) Took advantage
0: no of that youthful metabolism. Yeah. Uh,
4: oh my god! I'd give anything to mm-hmm. have that again, but uh, no unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not it. I didn't get the plenty last time. I did get a chili cheese and some uh, onion rings. Yeah, they had plenty. But
1: that was about it.
2: Well, as we hit a timeout again, happy National Beans and Franks Day to all who will celebrate. And this is very underrated, by the way. Probably if you've if you've actually been to a real one, you'll know what we're talking about. If you haven't, in a while, you won't. It is also National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day, and that is a very underappreciated type of music, by the way. Barbershop music used to be the jam, so hats off to all the barbershop owners in America. Quick time out when we return. Uh, Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up show. will be here to get into some Gamecock football. We are teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. Good luck to all of you who play in the Plunder on Polys coming up this weekend. Be right back. Columbia and Go Game If you're in the real estate market in the Lowcountry or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. You hear me and see me every day here on Inside the Gamecocks, and it would be an honor to earn your business. I've been around real estate my entire life, as it's somewhat of a family business. I work with an elite team of experts from loans to insurance to closing, and they make my clients and my life very easy. It really is elite coast, to coast Realty SC.com is where you can find our staff, and you can always reach out to me here as well. Go Gamecocks.
4: Cool Joe here, and when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm, and the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, Nanasporch.com. It's mm good. Coach O, signing off. Endless summer. Go Tiger.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, here it is.
2: Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barn Dough Company where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit the TheBarnDominiumCo.com. That's the TheBarnDominiumCo.com. The Barn Dough Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated.
1: Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique Membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue golf courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event, and it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life for your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stone from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show garnet and black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox!
2: You heard Evan Stone, Gamecock fans, 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com.
0: Y'all, welcome back, everybody! Inside the Gamecocks, the show, first hour of the show, presented to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the Upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271 for all your Upstate residential real estate needs. And we're joined now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than Chris Phillips. Chris, good to have you back after a week off here that we took uh, last
5: week, and. Looking forward to you being up, uh, your coverage up in Nashville next week. Yeah, for sure. JBJC Phil, appreciate you guys having me on and uh, really excited, man. I actually just saw right before we jumped on, the SEC announced that Greg Sankey has agreed to a contract extension through 2028. So the best commissioner, I would say, in college football is here to stay and uh, exciting stuff. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited to get to Nashville, obviously, first trip and, uh, you know, what better place? I was joking with JC earlier in the week that, you know, I could have been stuck in Birmingham. So I, I'm excited either way, but never been to Nashville either. So getting to explore that oh. city and then uh, taking nice. in the event is going to be a lot of fun.
4: You know, be the first time I went
5: to Nashville, the Gamecocks. No disrespect me. to Birmingham, by the way. No disrespect. Oh, no. Well, I mean, in Birmingham, they love the oh. governor.
4: So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, I am full of quotes today. Uh, Birmingham is cold in
2: December. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. GameCon's Game brought me to Nashville the first time. I went no
4: 04 for the openers, first time I'd been there. And it's, uh, so yeah. it, it, you know, and when I, I, I lived there seven years, uh, twice, uh, four years once, three years the other. But uh, it's a city that when I lived there and visited there, it makes you feel good. It's It's mm-hmm. kind of got a good vibe to it. I don't know as crowded as it is now how good the vibe is, but, uh, I, I definitely wish you the best. And, um, the only other place I've lived longer than in, I've lived in South or as long as i or I'm sorry. I, and when I've lived outside of South Carolina, Nashville's the longest place I've, I've ever stuck. So, um, and I'm, I'm qu- quickly approaching Chicago as being that. But Nashville. Well, and, and, as, and I'll say this, this to I, my heart. I got a neighbor
2: who's up there now and he was asking me, he's never been either. And he was asking me about, uh, okay he was asking me about um you know recommendations this that and the other and of course if i i'll I'll always recommend my man patrick davis's two bars Mm -hmm. but those are not on the strip and a lot of people think the bluebirds on the strip and it's not so if you've never been just just enjoy the strip you know just do it because you got to do it and and all the bars are sweet but the one thing that i will say which would be hard for you to do if you're going to be you know kind of in and out with um with the uh with the you know with media days the best time to hang out at the bars in Nashville is in the day mm-hmm. because there's no lines and stuff it's easy to get in and out <laughs> and you know i just uh so if you get a day or you get some time i'd say swoop down there in the afternoon and enjoy mm-hmm. the rooftops and
5: stuff it is neat man yeah, I mean, I, I think the plan is to stay pretty busy with, uh, you know, all the coaches and everything and the players. And I, I tell you this, I'm really excited, obviously, to, to you know, get to see these guys in person, the players, the coaches, what have you, but really excited to meet a lot of the people that I've had on the show or have on the show weekly that I've never met in person, like Jake Crane's going to be there, JD sure. Pakel, obviously some people that I've, you know, have, have, I've been fortunate enough to speak with on a daily basis or pretty often, and I've just never met in person. So that, and definitely going to hit up Patrick Davis, man. He's a friend of the show. We had him back on in the 2020 football season, I think. So definitely going to check out the bars and his stuff and link up with him. But and he's uh, not even there. He's not, he's not there not, anymore.
2: Well, no, he is. Uh, but he's not going to be there next because we're oh, supposed to go.
5: Oh, okay. I didn't so I know that. I called him. Okay.
2: I said, look, I'm not worried about these other chumps, but if I come up, I'm, sleep- I'm staying at your house. <laughs> and uh, and okay. he was like, well, you can stay at my house, but we'll be gone. So you got to yeah. take care of the dogs. Mm-hmm. Damn it. So maybe <laughs> yeah. hit up Haney, whatever. Okay. Hay- well, okay gotcha. Haney should be there. Mm-hmm. Or um, let's see who uh, You could call like Eric Church or uh, <laughs> Brooks and no big, Dunn. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> hey Brooks. Yeah. Me, Chris. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, that guy. Where's where's Dunn? <laughs> Anyways. Um yeah, well that that you know, have a blast. It's um uh, it's a it's a great town and, and it's a lot of fun. Um one of the things that is uh, I think going to increasingly be start being talked about pretty much a month from now once they've practice i think begins August fourth if my memory serves correct here and then we'll we'll get about a week or two into it I'm anticipating and this is for everybody it's an open discussion, but Chris you're the guest so you'll lead off here um, I am anticipating a a a an abundance of of um, of attention on South Carolina's linebacking core in, in all in August. It's, it's, it's hard for me to believe that this group is not better than not just last year, but the last few years pretty much combined. And, and so I want to get your thoughts on that because it's a, it's really been something that's been scrutinized and you've, you, you, you know, what we've had guys, we've had guys that you had to get all the juice you could out of them the last couple of years in order to kind of maintain, I mean, think about Damani and Sherrod Green and these guys who we loved watching them play, um, but they literally had to 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 get everything out of them in order to to make themselves successful out
5: there. A little bit more talent now, bigger bodies, more natural guys fit in the SEC. Yeah, JB, I'd say this. I think the linebacking core has the opportunity potentially to be the most improved position unit from maybe last year to this year when we look back at season's end. I mean, you look at the the talent overhaul. We talk all the time about the way they're recruiting offensive line, defensive line. They've added some pretty good ones at the linebacker position as well. Obviously, you point straight to Pup Howard. He was so excited to get to Carolina. He jumped in literally in bowl practice. So, I mean, this is a dude by now. Heck, he's hardly even a freshman at this point, but – I mean, he's going to figure in the rotation, obviously getting Mo Kaba back from injury. If you can get him at 100 percent, which I imagine he will be 100 percent, that is huge. That was a huge loss for the defense last year. Debo Williams comes back with a lot of experience. You need Stone Blanton to take that next step, a guy like Donovan Westmoreland to come along. And there are others as well. But, you know, they're changing that position and recruiting for sure. Also, I didn't even mention Jerron Willis, the transfer portal pickup coming over from Ole Miss. So, I definitely think the talent is improving because you look at the linebacker position guys, it's felt like to me over the last couple of years, you kind of always had that one guy like an Ernest Jones, TJ Brunson, Sherrod Green, but just as a whole and when it comes to depth and for whatever reason, the linebacker position has just been kind of an eyesore. You know, we focus on the, when we talk about the front seven, we put all that focus on the defensive line and, and the run game, the run defense, I should say being porous, but the linebacker position, man, just has not held its own. So, a guy like I think if Stone Blanton can take that next step, he was a dude that you know made a lot of great plays last year. But you definitely saw the Florida game sticks out where he had a couple of plays where you know he you could tell he was a bright eyed, bushy tailed freshman out there. So, if he takes the next step, I think the the talent in that room is improving, and I, I would expect the same JB. That I think again, I think that unit has the opportunity to be a much improved unit from last year and from the last couple of years for sure. Guys,
2: do you, JC, I know you've mentioned this before. Do you think that there is still a possibility that we could see? I, I, it's a stretch when I say it like this, but, but you can maybe a little bit better describe it. Kind of more like a three four, um, where you are utilizing what it would we'll call it the buck position, but it's not really a buck. It's more of a, like a flyer position out there. Is that, is that something because if if that, if that that's a unit that became, really can become a strength and you feel like you, those are your best football players, Clayton White wants to get them on the field, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, they still call it the buck. Um, and I don't know whether they called it that because Mike Peterson was a holdover or what, but that, that, that terminology is still around with this defense. and you know there there's a lot of concepts that Clayton runs that are similar to the must champ and smart defense but it's uh there's they don't put as much on their safeties mentally i mean it, it's it's kind of a a streamlined version of that scheme and uh, uh I, you know i think if you go 3 man it's probably because you you're, you're just not confident in, in Jordan Strawn and uh Jace's Gear or Terrell Dawkins or Terry Johnson or, or whoever, How about Brian Thomas, by the way, in that group. I think Alex. That's more of scoring. a three-four buck kind of guy. That yeah, that guy, yeah. he's undersized as an end, but he's big for a, a space uh, right. player in space as a linebacker. Uh, and I thought he looked really good in the spring game, kind of in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think you're going to notice a, a noticeable change in, in in terms of three man versus four man. I mean, they're not going to go out there and run a a bare front or a, a fifty or or, or whatever, it, it's going to be kind of a hybrid. And, and they'll go back and forth sort of like they've been doing around here since since Muschamp got here. Um, and Lorenzo Ward tried uh, and failed uh, one season to do. Uh, but I, I, I think there's a reason uh, Shane Beamer hired Clayton White as his D coordinator because uh, Clayton White does a lot of different uh, things similar to kind of Bud Foster at Virginia Tech. Uh, and if you remember Bud Foster's defense until his later years, uh, you know, later years, and then they had one shining moment at Ohio state where he game planned all summer and just stopped them. Uh, that was a defense where the, you know, they didn't always have the six, six defensive ends and the 330 pound D tackles, but they had guys that could go play football and, mm-hmm. and they would knock you into next week and get people stopped uh, because of versatility, creativity, position, versatility, uh uniqueness in, in how they utilize their linebacker quote unquotes. Um so I think there's a reason he's got the job and, and and what he runs and all that. Uh you know I think it's just going to depend. I, I think that is a hundred percent on the edge defensive end slash buck position. Uh because I think if you do that JB and you start running more three man so 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 what's that going to be? Is it TJ Sanders or Nick Barrett's going to slide in at the 50 or, or the yeah. of the zero technique or Xavier McLeod so right. Boogie and Tonka become big ends. Uh, Brian Thomas better be able to rush the passer. And then whoever's on the other side, be it Debo Williams, Pop Howard, whoever better too in the, in the four linebacker set because you're taking Jordan Strawn off the field. who's probably going to be your best linebacker. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think he's going to be a hybrid. I, I think you're going to see noticeably some three man stuff, but it, it probably won't be what we're all thinking. Where here comes a big nose tackle and, you know, he's flanked by two guys that would be playing inside in a 4-3. I'm sorry to talk that long while we have a guest, but uh, that's something that I actually, believe it or not, JB was thinking about today uh, when I woke up this morning. I wrote it down here. So that's uh, – I'm glad I got that out of my system. Great
2: minds think alike, and apparently yeah. all wear black because we're right. all doing that today. But it, but right. it is an interesting – like if you could – you remember the old school defenses in the SEC, Chris, where especially Georgia, Alabama, the – the big boppers, for the first time and I don't even know how long. I, I feel like if you had that, which you won't, but if you had something like that at South Carolina and you had Pup and Moe and Stone Blanton,
5: th- that's what SEC linebackers look like.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll just have to see. How I mean, I, like.
5: I think that's is that could be as good of a group you've had since, I mean, gosh, I think back to, I mean, when was the last time you had true like a complete set of linebackers? Maybe like Br- Shaq Wilson? the Brinkley's, Eric Norwood type. I mean, it's it's been a while. Like, you know, I, I joked about this on the show, but it's true. You know, South Carolina and different schools, right? You tout your school is, well, we're DBU, we're tight in you. we're wide receiver You quarterback You Like, South Carolina is definitely not linebacker You for whatever reason. I don't know why. I'm not saying they haven't had really, really good ones, but it's, it's just not a position I've ever looked at where I'm like, that is a strength of the football team. We're relying on our linebackers. I don't know if it goes back to recruiting or just – Bad luck. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it just it just seems like, Kimberlina, It I have not, at least in recent memory, I haven't gone in a season and been like, man, we are just loaded at linebacker. I, I Yeah, so I, I agree think, you know, with that. I don't know. I think it's, it's there's the always state, one dude. guy. There's always one guy going back to, like, Sky Morgan, Ernest Jones, TJ Brunson, Chirag. Like, yeah. you've had guys, but you just haven't had
4: that full set of guys. And when you lose no. Kaba last year, and that really showed, I thought, last year. Well, you it know, was the, – the, the, Sorry, the, the the duo thing. I'd go with um, with Sky and TJ recently. Before that, though, mm-hmm. if you want like a, a, a pair, okay. I'd have to go back to Kenny Harney and Body Bags Wadley and Kalimba Edwards mm-hmm. in two thousand. That's a long time.
5: Yeah, <laughs> it is a long yeah. time. Because as good
4: time. as as good as Jasper twenty was, years ago. Who, who yeah, else yeah. was playing linebacker with him? Casper Cap was a DN. DN. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: I, I guess if you counted Norwood as a, as a linebacker at that time uh, and he kind of was under yeah. Tyrone Nix and then played more down when when Ellis got here. But yeah, I'd have to go, I'd have to go back to body bags and Kenny Harney to where I looked at it. When South Carolina's got two stud linebackers. Now, yeah, I mean, but guys like, I mean, there's been so many like blue collar dudes though, that, mm-hmm. that just play their butts yeah. off Sha- Shaq Wilson. You mentioned Rodney Polk was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, so yeah. so we'll see.
2: Well, and the, and those two, like all the names that you just mentioned, and I mean this, I mean this, like in a very good way. Those guys worked their asses off to get where they were. Like mm-hmm. they were not hot shot Reuben Foster, four and five star linebackers that just walked into the locker room and it was like, oh, well, that guy's going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. But when Pup came to Carolina, um, when Mo committed to Carolina, everybody remembers the recruitment of Stone Blanton. How. Big of a win that was to get him on Mississippi. Mm-hmm. It's still incredible they did that. Uh, those are all guys that we felt like would be early impact guys. You could tell last year that Stone Blame was just a freshman.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just trying to figure it out. But I'm anxious to see that group together. Yeah, sure. and you need, you need them to come along, man. Because again, we spend so much time talking about the D line and Travian Robertson taking over. That's a huge story. I mean, the run defense has just got to get better. I mean, that's the most you know that, that the most common sense thing when looking at the defense. 198 yards per game allowed last season. So, you know, there are a lot of question marks in the defense for sure. I think you're replacing a lot of production. I think I heard somebody say you replace six of eight in your front seven when it comes to snap counts. So, I mean, you lose a lot of experience up there. But I, I will say this, guys, because admittedly, a couple of months ago. I wasn't feeling all that great about the defense. I thought the offense might be a little bit better. Defense might take a step back and South Carolina would kind of be similar to what they were. I'm feeling a little bit better about the defense. You know, you go out and you get a gear from the transfer portal. You know, you hear things about the linebacker position. I'm feeling a little bit better about, you know, the guys, Marcellus dial O'Donnell Fort on the outside. And of course, I'm in mean, the back end. You're as good as anybody with even warrior and Smith, you know, My biggest thing is this: you got to stay healthy, number one. I I don't think the defense you can afford any type of major injuries. I don't know that the depth is really there, Um, and that pass rush. I mean, I think going into North Carolina, you know, we're going to talk a lot about stopping the run, but the pass rush, I think, early on, especially as you know, Dial takes over as cornerback, number one. Fortunate at the second spot, David Spalding at the nickel. You need that pass rush because you're you're facing some high flying offenses in the first half of the season. I mean, UNC out the gate. Georgia is going to kind of do what they want. I know they have a new quarterback, but they've got the most loaded wide receiver room they've ever had, most likely. Um, you know, Mississippi State's going to throw the football, not air raid anymore, but you got one of the best quarterbacks in the conference, and Will Rogers. And then we all know what Tennessee's going to do, right? With Joe Milton and that hypo offense. So that secondary is going to be be tested. It's been so good for Carolina. You know, in the first two seasons under Torian and Gray, and I mean. I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt at this point that he's going to get the most out of guys like Dial and Fortune on the outside, that entire secondary. But it goes without saying, man, you got to have the pass rush out to the help because these are quarterbacks you're facing in the first half. If they have time to throw, don't care how good your secondary is. I mean, any of these SEC quarterbacks, but especially the ones you face in the first six games, they're going to pick you apart if you can't get in the backfield.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I, is there a glue guy that you all have in mind? Like
5: who who's the glue guy for this defense? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you got to go level by level. I mean, I, I would go Tonka Hemingway up front. I mean, I think he I is thinking. that dude. I think at the second level, mm-hmm. I'd go Mo Kaba. You need him to stay healthy, and then the back end is Nikki Mawari. I mean, that's – you know, if, if I go level by level, Tonka Hemingway I think is the leader of the defense, and that's something that J.C. mentioned. And, I, you know, I think E-Man will be that dude probably next year, but Tonka's that veteran on the defensive side. I think he'll be <clears> – <throat> excuse me, the leader of that defense. So – you know, those would be my guys. I think is the "quote unquote" glue guys at each of the three levels, and uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think Tonka,
2: he's Tonka, Brian Thomas, guys like this who they're not, they're not they're not positionless, but they're versatile. I guess mm-hmm. is it would be the would be mm-hmm. the word. And so, I'll be interested to see what what they do early in the season with those guys, how they you know how they utilize them down and distance, you know, those type things. I mean, he, Clay White's pretty good about that. I mean, he's pretty smart about those type of things. And I know that they're, as you just mentioned, matter of fact, I got this question yesterday morning uh, from Bill and Preston on 107.5 The Game. What's more important, stopping the run or running the football? I think it's stopping the run. Yeah. I think it's way more important than running the football. I think this offense will be able to generate points. But if they can't stop the run, you are not – You you have to – they have to beat somebody they're not supposed to beat every single year in order to win more games than people think that they can win.
5: And you cannot do that unless you can stop the run. Yeah. I mean, it's just a helpless feeling when you can't stop the run. I mean, it just is, man. Because you can't do anything else, right? You can't do anything else. And, I mean, you know, we talked a lot about the late, great Brad Lowing. And I remember talking to him about the, the past defense. You know, the first year Beamer it was ranked, what, number one in the SEC, I believe, top ten nationally in college football and he literally told me, he said, Chris, as a defensive coach, you should never brag about your past defense because all you're saying is that we can't stop the run. That's all you're saying. So, I mean, and it's taking nothing away, but I was like, wow. I mean, that, that just – you know, because to the point, if teams can run the football, that's what they're going to do. They're just going to run the football. There's way less risk sure. in handing it off and getting five yards, six yards, seven yards of carry. And, you know, you saw what happened last year against Florida, and you saw, again, those games. We've all seen it where South Carolina is just – been at a deficit up front, and, and, and it's, you know, it, it's been a very long afternoon or night, if you will. So, I mean, I, I think obviously the way they're recruiting, we talk about it on offense. Same thing with defense, man. The way they're recruiting, Shane Beamer knows it's a priority. I, I really admire the way that he's recruiting because he understands. I mean, listen, he's been at Georgia. He's been around programs where it's like you look at the dudes they have up front. I mean, that's why, you know, we just had Wes Blankenship on the show this morning. He's talking about – You know, they've got five veteran offensive linemen. You know, their tackles are guys that have played already so many games. And, like, they've got that experience up front offensively, defensively. That's what Beamer's trying to build, but it just takes time. You know what I mean? So, um, I I think they'll slow down the run better this year just because I don't think you can do worse than 198 yards per game. And I believe in Travian Robertson, and I believe in what he's going to do at Carolina. I'm not saying, that you know, five consecutive seasons, guys, Carolina's finished 11th or worse in rush defense in the SEC. Is it better than eleventh? I, I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe it is. Um, but I got to think they make some strides and some improvements in that area this year. Just if nothing else, because of the fresh blood from Travian and a focus on that, because that's all we're talking about going into the season.
2: I think if you're in the top half of the uh, of the SEC in rush defense this year, you've you, that 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 got you an extra win. Somewhere. Massive victory. That
5: is a massive victory. Yeah, I think, I would I take think that in a heartbeat.
2: Yeah, you beat somebody. I mean, it's a league that's increasingly throwing the football, as we well know. But mm-hmm. uh, that that also has contributed to guys who've been able to run it well. So yeah, yeah. It's I mean uh, we
5: JB. So- I was going to say we've seen it firsthand for South Carolina on the other side. I mean, when the Gamecocks run the ball well, they they typically win. I mean, if you go back and look at the stats, I don't have them up in front of me, but like if you look at games where South Carolina has. 100 or more rushing yards or 150 plus, like the winning percentages are crazy. So, I mean, it just goes without saying, if you can stop the run, well, you're probably going to have a lot of success. So, I mean, it's much easier said than done. You're going up against these big physical offensive lines. And, you know, I mentioned that on the show is like, you know, UNC, I don't think they have the bodies to really, really test you. Furman's obviously going to be a win. We're going to learn a lot in Athens, man. Week three, it, you know, it's it's a lot of fans are looking at that as sort of the measuring stick. Um, I don't know if that's really fair because of where Georgia is; they're so much farther ahead of everybody. But I think it'll become it, it'll be very clear where you still have areas to improve, ways to go in regards to the trenches.
2: Well, and and I'll say this, and we all know this: if you don't have to be a football expert to understand this. There is literally, and JC, you've said this time and time again. As a fan, if you're at home, the atmosphere. If you're if you're on the road, the atmosphere. If you're on the sideline, um, every everybody. There is nothing. I don't know of anything more deflating in football than when you can't stop the run. It is the most helpless, loserish, loserish feeling that there is known to man when it. It's second and three. You know, oh, third and four, third and five, everybody gets up, six, seven yards. Like, if you can't stop that, you feel like a loser. You really do. You're like, well, you know. I mean, think,
5: think of Florida last year. I mean, that was a game where I was just finding myself laughing in the second quarter because it became so comical, right? I'd rather laugh than cry. I mean, that that, that exactly what you're describing is what happened in that Florida game last year. So, yeah. Or Can't like happen. Arkansas in '07. <laughs> well, you know, Darren McFadden maybe is a different story. That Florida team last year. Don't forget Felix Jones. He yeah, ran for 400 yeah. yards, could too. Never, Could never forget. Could never. <laughs> South Carolina has definitely had a way of sparking. I mean, this is a whole separate conversation, sparking these Heisman campaigns. I mean, you talk about <laughs> yeah. Darren McFadden, the Wild Hog. What about Mark Ingram in Tuscaloosa in 09? He did the same yeah. thing. So, I mean mm-hmm. – I don't know. Oh again. yeah!
2: If you wanna, if you wanna win a, uh, you could go down a, that a,
5: rabbit hole for sure.
2: If you wanna win an award,
5: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: Uh, you know, old Kenny Trill, and <laughs> I mean, we can name them all day. I, I don't know how many times over the years I've heard so and so had his personal best record <laughs> in <against> South Carolina. <laughs> Son of a! <laughs> We're plastered in every record board in the SEC, but it is one. Of them. <laughs> Chris, we know you got to run. You got a show to get to. Have a safe but fun trip uh, to Nashville, and um, if you happen to squeeze one in, uh, best of luck with Nick Saban. I will do my very best. That's something probably, intelligent.
5: I'll probably get my credentials revoked after I drop my graphic today, where I picked Bama to go nine and three this season. So wish mm. me best. Wish me best of oh. luck. So. <laughs> you're we're gonna get the hand bringing rat poison yeah. to nashville I'm, <laughs> hey i'm bringing the rat poison we're bringing it to nashville jc jb phil i appreciate you boys we'll uh we'll do it again next thanks, week man. thank you, thanks. you. There there you go. Go. thanks chris
2: yeah just an over under let's say
5: uh um, i don't know
2: 500 personal records that have been set against gamecock football over the years or in baseball like Jeez. oh this is this guy's never struck this many guys out in a game. Oh, really? How many has he struck out? 14. Well, What was his previous best? Three. Oh. Two. Right.
0: Yeah. Got to turn that around. Got to turn that around. You got to be it's able like, to laugh it off. I mean, dude, that's right? not, you know stopping the run or the inability to do so is really what turned the bowl game around for Notre Dame yeah. you know they just that's exactly just right hand Phil. it off hand you, it off hand it off I know it was a shell of a team but it's like that's our most recent outing so you know Carolina recency run. bias to see yeah no couldn't run it can't stop it you are gonna have a long day
2: we talked about that after the game. I mean in, in and I maintain this ever since then that the better football team that they won, Carolina had the magical moments. Um the you know, the the pass and the throw and catch in the end zone to Xavier League, as he Liget. as he told me back in April. Um, you know, the I mean they, there were so many magical moments, the pick six by fortune and this that, and the other. But the better team that day, regardless of who was on the field, of course, we all understand Lloyd had ditched him and, you know, all that type of stuff. They won. They ran the football and stopped it. Carolina couldn't do anything about it. So. Nope. Yeah.
0: Terrible mix if you're trying to win a football game. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, terrible, think, terrible.
2: I think the fix, by the way, for, uh, for bowl games should be you qualify for the bowl game and then you play it to open the following year. So you have all your guys. How about that?
0: Mm. That's an interesting thought. You know, just take let let the playoffs stand alone in the postseason, and then play the hey. bowl games. You play, you play your bowl
2: game to open the following season. To affect your record or no? Yeah,
4: it'll affect the following yeah. record.
2: I just mm. threw that out there. I know I mean, it'd be interesting.
4: I, I'd play the spring game or, or play it. I would I would actually go with like two sets of bowls, and well, I do know what you're talking about, JB. Like maybe you have a like you play all the bowl games in week zero, hmm. um, you know? Because people are going to want more open dates now that they have the expanded playoff, uh, you know. And, and maybe maybe you talk to some of these bowl sites and you say, all right, we're going to do uh, we're going to do two bowl two games now. One uh, one well, you know we're going to have our standard bowls. Uh, and then we're going to get the heavy hitters together for bowl games. Uh, moving, you know, in the opener, and we're going to determine those matchups by how you played last year. Kind of like the preseason nit and the postseason nit.
2: Yeah, you know, how many people would travel to open the season versus traveling like on I don't know Christmas? I I would yeah. I I would rather go watch them play in Birmingham in late August than go on December 27th to Birmingham.
1: Well,
4: especially if, if they doesn't it doesn't take away a home game. Right, right now, a lot of fan base – and I know this for sure about Alabama because I hear it and in South Carolina. You also hear it, They're wanting more home homes because – and you think, well, why? It's fun to go to neutral site games. Well, but think about the people that go to every home game. That takes away a fun weekend, you know, mm-hmm. and then sometimes your home schedule sucks. Because your best yeah. non-conference game is, if it's if you're Alabama, it was Louisville and Orlando, and you know, then the Western teams. You get if Auburn's bad, you know, you don't really have any good teams at home. So, uh, yeah. but I think as long as they kept everything kosher with that, I think man, big blockbuster week zero bowl time. You know, it'd be pretty cool. It'd
2: be something. You already have a blockbuster end of the year with all the rivalries, and then you'd have the twelve team playoff following that. Just saying, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure things out here. Nobody else seems to want to do it, so why not Why not let us have a stab at it? That's right. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what we can do around here. All right, it's noon. Hour one is in the books. We're painted garnet and black by the best damn painters in the state of South Carolina and in the state of Georgia. Letmepaintsomething.com, a couple of painters, LLC. We are glad to be partnering with them. And they paint our show Garnet and Black as we're all representing today, every day. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
3: in MLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 <laughs>
2: on campus of south carolina welcome back to our program inside the gamecocks the show live from the Cinorama studios and powered by electric bikes of charleston you don't have to live in the low country to check out their website electricbikescharleston.com and power your way anywhere you are especially in this heat who the hell wants to walk or actually ride the bike just cut the motor on electric bikes electricbikescharleston.com thank you michelle and all of her staff and family for what they do in keeping South Carolina moving. Joel actually brought up an interesting point here, and it, it's I, we may have talked about this before. I've I have heard it thrown around. It's not a bad idea um, to pay, but and I, JC, you alluded to this not long ago to yeah. be able to pay bonuses. Have the Bulls basically pay that out? I I think it would keep. You go ahead. Continue. No, I want to. I want to finish hearing what you had to say. No, I, I, I think. I think it would. If you opt out, you don't get the bonus, right? So, now there's going to be some guys who are like, "Well, I'm already going to make ten million dollars, and I don't care." But then there's some guys who think they're going to make ten million dollars and don't, huh. and you know they'll get that check if
4: they play in the game. Am I off? No. Uh, here's the problem. The NCAA, with, with the one thing they can regulate is, like, you can't pay to participate in a game. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, people people just chirp, pay for play, pay for play. Uh, you know, and, and, and at all levels of amateurism, you, you do want to avoid that, even the Olympics, that that kind of thing. But what people have to understand is when you're talking about name, image, and likeness, and you're talking about an extra game, and you're talking about, you know, bowl games, people, I don't I, I've never thought they were meaningless. I think you always want to win them. They're part of college football, uh, that kind of thing. But, but you're, you know, you're not playing for a championship of anything or anything other than the bowl. Um, they count with your record, but they're basically a, exhibitions, uh, so to speak, or glorified exhibitions. Um, and so I, I think they're fundamentally different, and I think that's why, you know, kids opt out because it's like, okay, well, you know, we're not playing for a title, so uh, we'll go like this. The other part of it is this, and this is why I, I completely think that the NCAA is here, which is meant to protect themselves and the schools from having to give up a piece of the TV money. Um, and that's all there is to it. I, I think here's the deal. Why, why do we have bowls still? Not like the the good old days where you had a guy like the, they 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 called Captain or Colonel that smoked a cigar and dressed like Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazard. He went around and scouted the bowls, you know, or or, or you know, Danny. But this is this is Danny Montgomery. And that's my brother Larry, and we're on the, you know, the the, the fresh citrus diet right bowl over there in Mobile, and you know, we're here to scout your team and. And you, and you cut these side deals, you know, speaking of which, one went bad, terribly wrong for South Carolina at 84. Um, that, that they told the Sugar Bowl they weren't coming. They're were like, we want the Orange Bowl. And then the Gator Bowl was their backup plan. The Sugar Bowl invites somebody else. Gamecocks lose to the Navy, blah, blah, blah. So they're putting all the Sugar Bowl out here. Uh, it's not like that anymore. You know, it, it's tra- straight up. The conferences, ESPN, the schools, they decide. And so, so why do we have them? You know, obviously tickets don't sell as well to bowls as they once did. Uh, last year's Gator Bowl notwithstanding, uh, it has to be a special matchup in a place you team hadn't been in a while to, to sell those kind of tickets. And so, uh, you know, so why do we still have them? There's the question. Why not just 24 teams in the playoff like they do for FCS? That's basically the top 25. Everybody else goes home after Thanksgiving. Where's well, why? And Mike Morgan's explained this.
2: Yeah, exactly. College
4: football, to. ball games have higher ratings than, like. Everything. A Duke, North Carolina level NCAA basketball game during that time of year. Uh, the,
2: the NBA. Christmas,
4: the NBA Christmas jam that they do. Yeah,
2: yeah they hammer uh, it.
4: Pickleball, uh, whatever the hell else <laughs> they have going on that time of year. Outside of the NFL. Bowl games are, are rated; they're cash cows, and and it's not just and it's not just degenerate gamblers and, and alumni of the schools. I mean, it's kind of fun sitting there watching five straight bowls on a Saturday. Absolutely uh, interesting matchups. Yeah, you know, I, I like the New Mexico Bowl. I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool, and, uh, and and so it's just this massive draw. I mean, ESPN makes of, that's why ESPN owns most of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, keeps them alive, and,
4: and so. So they're making money. Well, who else is making money? Uh in the cities if they're not selling tickets. Ticket sales is part of it. The bulls largely make money based on what? Corporate freaking sponsorships. Right. So are you telling me? And you gotta be kidding me here. They at least people are out of their mind. You are telling me, right? Uh like who opted? Name a name a big time player. Leonard Fournette opted out, I think, of what the Citrus Bowl going to be the number two pick in the draft, whatever, for LSU. You're telling me that from a local marketing and branding standpoint, uh, and your corporate sponsors you know, are right there pouring money into this thing, you don't think they're going to pony up a little more or feel like they're getting their value a little more? Uh, if you got like a, a spokesman for the Florida Citrus Association or Duke's Mayonnaise or whoever for the week that's going to be a high pick in the draft, absolutely you are. Um, and so I, I think, you know, do you not think that more people are going to tune in and and see your branding and, and, and get, you know, you're going to, again, give your sponsors what they pay for. If it's not a team that's had half their team opt out, of course they are, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think bowl games, if you, if you want to kind of dig up a positive about NIL, uh, you know, and, and, and merge that with something that's, you know, fans don't you know, fans and the, and the, the public at large, you know, kind of question these days. I don't, I love bowl games, but a lot of people do. Um, a lot of people, they don't, you know, it's like, they don't care. You, you want to make them more special. You want to make it more like the reflective of the regular season, cut some NIL deals, you know, pay, pay guys, bowl bonuses, things like that. Um, but my dream of that died when I read, read the most recent, uh, guidelines from the NCAA, uh, with NIL, you absolutely cannot pay. You can't pay performance bonuses. You can't pay anything like that. Um, and, and, and it's unfortunate because I think what bowls are all about, which is marketing and drawing business into a community and all that, uh, and a cash cow for ESPN, That's NIL is exactly what they are. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And so uh, yet another, uh, I think, ridiculous statement or rule or guidelines for, from our friends that, uh, in Indianapolis that want to continue to hide behind the cloak of amateurism. Yeah, well, and, and, that, and that's, where they're, that's
2: where they're missing the point in all this because, look, I mean, let, let's all be honest, right? We're going towards contracts. Everybody should understand that. Contracts are coming to college athletics, but people also need to understand something with contracts. Contracts come and they protect both sides, okay. So, like in professional sports, all right, you don't get bonuses unless you do this, this, and this. There are performance type bonuses, of course, that you're going to get. That's we all know that. But then there are also um, there are also bonuses that are granted to professional players, and I know a lot of these guys who couldn't get them unless they did it. They're participation bonuses, all right. You can't say that I'm playing 162-game baseball season and play 120 games and then at the end of the year say, well, I want my $2.5 million. No, and it doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter if you got hurt and you pulled a hammy. It doesn't matter if you were on bereavement. It doesn't matter about any of that. At the end of the day, it's cut and dry. You play an X number of games, 90% of your ball games or whatever it is, or 100% or whatever, because some of them do have 100% in there or you don't get the bonus, and that's just life. Sorry, I'm sorry your Uncle Ted died. I'm sorry that you broke your finger. But it doesn't matter. The bonus was there if you played every single game. And um, and so they're coming. Contracts should be coming. It has to protect everybody. I mean, think about not to get into an, another rabbit hole here, though, uh, JC, but eventually all will tie back in together. You think about what college coaches go through all across the country, right, and trying to – and they do need to move some of these timelines, and I know that they're working on closing windows for the portal and things of that nature, and I get it. But the fact of the matter is you can still get into the middle of October and get a knock on the door, or as Coach Beamer has has said before, I get a call at 2 in the morning, and you go, oh, no, this can't be good. Hey, I just want to let you know that I quit. Oh, okay, well – if you do that in professional sports and and everybody's been advocating for players for so long, but then people also forgot that, you know, there's, there's actually other people involved, you know, like coaches and ADs and, you know, the rest of the team. Um, And that's fine. If you want to do that in the NFL, it's fine. If you want to do that in the big leagues or the NBA or wherever, you're not getting paid. All right. You quit. Guess what? Your contract says, I don't have to pay you. Okay. So, If you bring that to college athletics and all of a sudden you get a guy that walks up and says, Well, I'm opting out of the bowl game. Okay. Guess what? Yo is about $25,000 back in the scholarship, whatever it is. And now that sounds harsh and people are going to, you know, they probably won't be happy about that. But they made a commitment to play for you and then all of a sudden they're not going to play in the most important game of the year, the game that you earned, the rest of the teammates are playing in it. Is that fair? Is it is it fair when you get into November and you have one of the best players saying, "I got the draft coming up." I just you, you get that with free agency, right? Well, I'm gonna be a free agent at the end of the year. Are these guys quitting at the end of the season to protect themselves? No, they're not. They got to play through it in order to get what's on their contract. So at some point in time, once they get the either the, get the NCAA out of the way, or at least be able to streamline this with actual leadership and guidance on how these things are going to work, you're going to have to sign contracts. And when you go to college, you're going to have to do things to be able to get the things that are owed to you. That's just the nature of the beast. That's what a contract is.
0: Yeah, I think regarding I bowl games, I'm surprised nobody has circumvented the NCAA's rule about, you know, pay for playing games by, especially in the NIL landscape, just saying, okay, we're going to give the entire team X amount of dollars and cut a spot for them. And it's like, nope, we're paying them for their appearance. That's right. <laughs> paying them for their name, image, and likeness to appear in a commercial for us that's going to air, you know, at during the game. And you're not paying them for the game then. You're paying them to be on TV. You're and right. the smart thing would be for the network to join in with the brand sponsor. That way you can increase the dollars for, say, more premier bowl games to get higher position players to do so, so that you can create enough money uh, as opposed to just letting them walk out of there with a swag bag and and, and a great weekend, Florida
4: Those <laughs> headphones.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah,
4: yeah. And, and they're not. You know, and they're they're fun trips, but they're you know, and, and the, well, kids, are. Kids the kids kids. like them, so they uh, do. You know, and,
2: I, and I think I think a lot of the kids that have opted out over the years, um, you know, uh, some of them clearly don't feel like they ever missed out on anything you know they maybe they ran off the NFL and made millions of dollars or and that's fine okay um but then there is also a group too that you know again it's it's the small it's the small minority that have the loudest voices in pretty much anything anymore but there is a large group of kids who will tell you I really wish I didn't quit on my team and and there is there like and one of the things too with this that has dri- kind of driven me off the ledge over the years is <laughs> they're, 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 I understand because of what is at risk i 've never been a guy who has had millions of dollars on the table as long as basically I stay healthy in a couple of months they 're going to call my name, and my whole not only has my life changed, but my my family 's life has changed, and more than likely generations following in our family, their lives have changed as well so i 've never been in that position, so it is really difficult for me. Uh, to 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 be able to judge those who have made the decision to not play in games like this, especially if you're in a very vulnerable position, like quarterback or running back or something like that. Okay, so so I get that, I get that, um, and and I wholeheartedly mean that. On the on the other side, though, the opt out term drives me nuts, and I've been saying it all day because it's the kind way to say it. But this is our show, so we can pretty much say whatever we want to. It's actually called quitting. Like I'm not playing anymore. Okay, so I'm not playing with you in the game. You're gonna get some of your brothers who are gonna get on Twitter and Facebook and oh I totally understand. Let that man go get his bag and this that and all the other slang terms that are running around fine, that's that's cool. They still quit. Still quit. So I mean, while we have to accept your decision, you can also accept the fact that we all know that you quit. Is what it is. That make you a bad person, but you quit to make sure that nothing bad happened to you. I, someone earlier mentioned something about insurance policies. That's a great idea. I think that they should all carry. I know Marcus had an insurance policy on himself, and it worked out for him. You know, so, like, those are things that people should do. They, they should There should be an opportunity for these young men to understand, hey, look, we you committed to doing something. We need you to do it. But here's what we're going to do to make sure that you are covered in case. And, by the way, it is a, right, JC? Like, hey, millimeter of a percent of bad things happen to people. It really isn't as common as people think it is. But if it does happen to you, here's what's going to happen to make sure you're taken care of.
4: Absolutely. I mean, look, Debo Samuel opted out, right? I can't blame Debo for opted out. Debo no, I don't. Finally, finally I get it. made it through a season healthy in 2018. Uh, kind of was injured at the start of 16 and then what, you know, what happened to him against Kentucky in 17 yep. was, was tragic. Finally makes it through healthy in 18. Uh, stocks never been higher. He just lit up the national champions defense uh, at yep. their place. Uh, so I don't blame him. Some of these other guys, I'm like, hmm. hmm. You know, and a lot of them go to the Pro Bowl. And I think Debo did too, but it's just, I'm just like, well, so, so you you know you don't want to risk it with college, but you are going to go to the Pro Bowl. I mean, I am sorry, the Pro Bowl, the Senior Bowl, the Senior Bowl, you know, play, the Senior yeah. Bowl, you know, and and do that, and that's just as risky. It's an All Star game, so it's even more risky because you are not used to uh, your teammates and all that good stuff. But you are right; injuries have been very, very, a minute amount of the time. Uh, I think, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of like double protectant. Uh, Caution, uh, and then it's a lot of hey. I've worked hard all season. It's Thanksgiving. I, I don't like I want to take off December. Yeah.
2: I'm with you. I don't think this is a one size fits all conversation at all. I really don't. And that's the world we live in, Phil. It's a blanket world. You throw a blanket over any conversation, and everybody underneath that blanket absolutely has to fit the the mold of, your, of the argument that you're discussing. That's n- that's not. I don't uh, believe that I totally agree with what J.C. is saying. I think there are instances where people uh, just have – J.C., are you speaking of Is this one of you can – you know, we can – What? <laughs> what? No,
4: uh, no, i <laughs> <laughs> rest of my eyes.
2: Poor, hey,
4: if I start snoring, a day. I'm falling asleep. I'll <laughs> snore.
2: I, Phil, that means we're <laughs> – we're not if, if if the guy who's hosting the show with us is sleeping, I can only imagine. No, imagine I'm That's I know someone's gonna drive. Yeah, I was, I was, I was sitting there thinking uh, about it, you know, I was but, like
4: about 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 the injuries. But and I mean, stuff. if
2: mm-hmm. like who was it last year? Was it Cam last year that had actually been dealing with a, a nagging injury, and I can't remember. If it, no, it wasn't. It was Darius Rush. Darius Rush had been dealing with some things and finally got to a point where he felt healthy and did not want to risk it. I get it. That's cool, man. That's cool. All right? And Darius Rush is an outstanding kid, by the way. Like, one of the coolest kids ever, and his family is unbelievable. But to your point, though, and this is where the one-size-fits-all blanket covering conversation doesn't work, there are a lot of kids out there, regardless of what they say on social media, right? Regardless of what the media wants to tell you, And regardless of what the keyboard warriors and the Twitter heroes want to say in their defense, even though they don't know them, they don't feel like playing. They're done. But they're, they're opting out, quote, to make sure that they can train for the combine. But it's bull crap.
0: Yeah, I I, I I don't know, and it is quitting. I mean, at the very most basic element of it is quitting. I mean, and it's I don't know. It's like we have a rule in my house, right? So the girls are both active in athletics, and the rule at home is if you sign up for a season, you complete the season. Period. Whatever it looks like, if, you know, if you sign up for it and start on day one, you complete it because you owe it to your team. And it's it's just a, it's a different mentality. Now, obviously, my girls aren't playing for, you know, the potential of millions of dollars at the end of the season. And if they're injured, that's a completely different set of circumstances. Right. But, you know, if you're healthy and you commit at the beginning of this season to be on this team and be a part of it, you go out there, and every time you're asked to give, you know, what you got, you give everything you got, and you play for your team. And, and this is a media narrative
4: hurt. too. Look, so that's a good good deal, Phil. By the way, I saw some film of Stella playing oh, on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> basketball, yeah. She's aggressive, <laughs> yeah. She's really good defender, okay. man. Yeah, Come she's on. a tenacious defender, man. <laughs> uh I think this is the media too, because you know, Jamie hit the uh, nail on the head. Uh hey, it's like hey, uh I'm tired of playing. I don't want to play anymore. The season's over. I'm tired. Uh, I don't want to go back and practice two weeks and do it. The media, you know, most of those guys, I'm convinced, don't even like college football. I don't know why they cover it. Uh, they, they're not interested in going to Boise uh, for, for in mid-December around Christmas. You know, goodness gracious. that What kind of pr- Premier League soccer is on during that time of the year? Uh, and, and they may not be able to get up and, and hang with their buddies and get their pint and watch their team. Uh, but look, it, 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 they they don't like the bowls, just like they don't like coaches' salaries and a lot of things about the game. They don't like. I don't. I'm convinced they hate the fans that, 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 that read their stuff. And so they made this push. Oh, bing! These bowl games are meaningless. They're meaningless. They're meaningless. Nobody's listening. Oh, well, what about the players? Uh, you know, and and they've turned players a lot of times, as is the case with other stuff, they've turned players into victims, uh, to push their own private agenda. Um, so that's the kind of deal there. I, I don't, uh, uh, I and, and they kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And then once Leonard Fournette did it, I was like, ah, it's gonna expand. You know, there was like two or three guys that opted out the first time, the next thing you know. You know, we're watching opt out city. And, and I, yeah, you know, same thing they did during the pandemic. I mean, I get it uh, in that, that, you know, in those circumstances. But, yeah, you know, there are a lot of guys that opted out. Like oh, at LSU, poor Coach O, you know, one of their really good receivers was coming back. Pandemic hit. He had people in his ear. He just took the whole thing off. Was it Jamar Chase? I don't, I don't remember which one it was. Uh, so, um, I, I get it. You know, I, I get it. I, I, and I do think, okay, you, you want to be fair, you know, to these guys? I, I think some sort of NIL or, or money, financial compensation, uh, would be good. Uh, a good. A it would be healthy for the Bulls and and would help the Bulls. So, yeah. uh, anyway, by, by the way, somebody asked about Ryan Helensky coming back. What? That's, somebody twi- Uh. Cinderella, by the way, you know, who who has a great sense of humor, but people take him seriously sometimes uh, because he he does at times have a good perspective on things and, and all that. And, you know, claim, you know, their, their, their whole deal uh, is that for some reason, they say they have inside information. This is the second time we have a deal with something like this. He tweets out, Holinsky's coming back he's joking, right? It's a joke. It's funny. I guess, uh, and, and people now have taken it and run with it. <laughs> so no, Ryan Helis, he's not, there's no designs on Ryan Hulinsky coming back to South Carolina. I'd be uh, above stunned, and if he came back, he'd be seventh stream. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, and no
4: chance of getting to six. Get, he ain't getting to six. You know, yeah. I don't know. He, I, I don't. know. He'd be, be behind to walk. carry
2: on Joiner. <laughs> Who's the running he, back?
4: You gotta talk of Hemingway.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> You know, yeah, right? So, uh, yeah,
2: exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ty
4: yeah. Kroger. No, anyway, nah, he's he's oh. not. I doubt. I doubt he's <laughs> coming back. But I doubt. He, I doubt he'll come back day. to be a grad assistant. Now, a lot That's of stuff with happily have happened with the old staffs. So I don't know what his relationships like with Beaver Company,
0: but uh, well, see, I heard the coming back. I, I interpreted that a different way, in that he was going back. He's going to remain, you know, at Northwestern coming back to Northwestern.
4: Nah, he tweeted coming back to South Carolina. So. Oh,
0: South Carolina. Yeah, okay. And, and, so I didn't see that Quattro's, one. Yeah. I've seen other ones. Maybe they were just. Quattro's right. That, and,
4: look, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm proud of the guy. He, he's I've known him for years and he, uh, he's funny and he got a job come doing some freelance baseball coverage. He's living his dream. Uh, it's just kind of funny. The second time he's been joking about something. Uh, I could ask about it. So, um, Cam Johnson, I, I agree with you. I'm just not going to repeat that right now. So yeah. anyway, we got to get a break. I got two things to say. I got to say something about the media on yesterday's conversation. And I've got a brief uh, thing I want to say about the NIL conversation we had yesterday as well.
2: Sounds good. We are built by the barndominiumco.com, the com, where you can build your dream home for as low as $160. Any of you that are looking to build a home, I promise you, check them out first before you go anywhere else. That's why they've been named one of the nation's best builders, thebarndominiumco.com. I'll be right back. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course, nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson. In today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer.
4: Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy?
0: Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests.
4: Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues. And I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stoneblattin.
5: Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, get Heritage Digital a call our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or HeritageDigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them stone sink
2: Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels.
4: <laughs>
2: Magnum, Volatric, Aventa Bikes, and more and they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. <laughs> My
4: bikes are trusted!
1: Let me fight the ghost. Let me the
2: 1232 on <laughs> Krispy Kreme's birthday. Happy birthday to Krispy Kreme and the Hot and Nows or Hot and ready's. Is it Hot and Red? No, Hot and ready's Little Caesars. Yes, Hot and Now. That's hot hot and Now is. Oh, yeah. We got to get that straight. You don't want to be walking into Krispy Kreme asking for Hot and Ready and get you a damn pepperoni pizza served up.
0: Well, well, only one of those companies when they actually turn their sign on and <laughs> it's actually true. Because, you know, was the last time you walked into a Little Caesars and actually got what you wanted when it was supposedly hot and ready? It was ready. <laughs> it's ready. It's, it's, it may not be
4: pepperoni, cheese and a couple of green peppers and some sausage.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. A
4: couple, yeah. Of, a couple of pieces of crazy bread on top of it. Like as filling.
2: Man, I've hey, I've learned to appreciate Little Caesars though, because having a having twin little girls when you have a birthday party, you have ten pizzas for like sixty bucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although they charge extra for the crazy sauce now, do they?
4: Yeah, yeah. The
0: best thing they've got. I know crazy bread, but now it's like you can't you can't get the sauce unless you pay like an extra buck. It's ridiculous.
4: All right. So yesterday we were talking about. uh, got a little note from somebody that watches the podcast, actually works at the AJC. It was a nice diplomatic note. You know, and, and he made the point that people are upset enough in Georgia about this thing to where they've had to call corporate security a couple of times because of the threat on this writer. Um, And so I called him, I said he was a sociopath, right? What I meant by that was sociopathic people roll through life. I'm sorry. Hold on
2: just a second. I need you to start over. You got a note from somebody at the AJC yesterday about the conversation we had about their piece on Georgia football.
4: This person's a Gamecock fan that watches watches our show religiously.
2: Okay. I was Which not aware. Certainly appreciate that. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm following along here. And yeah. Yeah. And you're just, yeah, you're explaining hilarious. that in the note that he gave you that the AJC had threats. to bring he said security. I ra- you
4: know, that my comments may raise the temperature. I don't know how they will in South within the South Carolina market. I know uh, blind squirrel was in here. Um, and first of all, I want to say, I take nothing back as far as the criticism of the writer or the paper. And I meant every word of it. I probably crossed a little bit of a line when I said sociopath. And I wanted to explain what I meant by it. Because a lot of people don't know. Sociopathic people roll through life without regard for the feelings of others. Because they have zero empathy. Okay. And there's all kinds of sociopaths. They're not all, you know, Patrick Bateman. I mean, he may have been a psychopath. But there's a difference there, too uh there's people that that i know that, that that are sociopaths they're just numb to it and i, I and that's where I, that was the analogy i was using with that i'm not meaning to say this guy deserves to be like put in jail or you know i'm not uh i'm not Ferdinand Marcos from the 80s from the philippines right about a dictator uh, bolivar You know, I'm not Bolivar. I will arrest the journalist, you know. That's not me. Um, So, you know, I thought, you know, I originally, you know, pointed out that, hey, um, you know, because this person's a good man. I was like, I originally pointed out, well, good people tell the truth. And I I didn't feel like anything in that article was truthful, so to speak. I I thought it had facts, and the facts were selectively edited, to produce a narrative, which is basically the same as having an AI deep fake. And I think that's morally wrong and reprehensible in a lot of ways. However, I do take back the sociopath comment. I was trying to make an analogy, and the last thing I would ever want to do is anything I say, uh, and really anything he says either. There's no sense in going to violence and trying to, you know, get scaring this guy. You know, he's just bad at his job you know, and, and not good at what he does or, or or misguided or whatever. So um I apologize for that. I wanted to apologize and I certainly apologize uh if if anybody and I doubt this is the case, but if anybody did catch my comments and they were like, JC's like like I was Braveheart saying charge or you know viva la revolution or whatever, I don't know. I would never, you know, I could be passionate about something without wanting to inflict physical harm on someone or someone they love or their coworkers or anything like that. So I, you know, I, I, I wanted to say, Hey, I probably went right up the line there. Uh, And I do, I do have a a great deal of empathy because I'm not a sociopath uh, for the folks at the AJC. If they are scared about this, I mean, this is this, I I thought it was bad. Uh, I thought they deserved to be called out. Do I think the building needs to be burnt down? No. That's what sociopaths do. You know, people, people that are upset with this should be fair-minded people. So wanted to, wanted to just kind of clarify that. Like I said, I take nothing back as far as my criticism of it and criticism of the writer and, you know, the, the, the fact, you know, my opinion is that he's not very good at his job and, you know, was pushing an agenda that said, you, know, you call somebody a sociopath, that means different things to different people. And I would hate to, to, to anything I say to give a crazy person a red light or I'm sorry, a green light to go uh, cause any harm. So there you go. Well, I just yeah. wanted point that out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm a no, human
4: being, right? You know, no, nobody,
2: and that's, that's, you, you were in this wild and wacky world where. You know, these pe- people feel like they don't like something. They have to, quote, burn it down or I'll hurt somebody. You. you know, I always love when I see the, the comments of, oh, if, if this happens, we riot. Why? What do you do? So you're going to destroy somebody's property and that's going to make you feel better? I mean, come on. Um, but uh, but I, I guess my, my my only follow-up question, you know, from whomever that would be is, you know, is, is the AJC collectively – with any, we're not, we're not the only show on the planet, right? I, I'm I'm assuming there's thousands more out there that, um, and probably plenty of them have have discussed this in greater tone than we have. Most notably, some Georgia programming. Uh, are they have they been in communication with them? And you know, I'm just maybe, I'm not in defense maybe. mode. I, I just no. I'm just trying to understand. Yeah. Look, Georgia's got beef with them. They wrote an article. The headline was pretty poor i don't know what the truth is in all of this quite frankly don't really care i care about the people that have been affected but i just i I, you know if if the ajc is reaching out wanting to i'm just confused
4: i this was this was somebody that worked there. it was one of the as it is titled as editor that and look having 20 years ago worked in a newsroom in georgia for a newspaper uh, unlike our state that refuses to hire South Carolina journalism graduates, um, they've done a better job lately, but the state used to, you know, they'd rather go get some dude from Missouri or something. Um, they, they drew UGA is a big journalism school. They hired a lot of Georgia grads. Uh, and, and so this guy's a Gamecock. And so having lived that life, I was on the internet in 2003 so, and I kind of laid the groundwork for me to start big spurt on that soaking up any kind of Gamecock information I could. And so it's logical. So this, to me, I took it like this, JB, I took it as a listener of ours that happened to work inside the AJC that wanted to shed some light on the situation okay. and then suddenly disagree with me. I, I, I don't, if it had been one of the editors at the AJC that just kind of, uh, I yeah. doubt I would have had any reflection time at all, but you know, yeah. as, as somebody that listens to the show, that kind of had a different point of view. And We always like to respect those, right? Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't to, mean I, that I, disrespectfully. And, I just, and I, and I'm not backing I just, off of anything. I'm, I'm backing off of my language, which at times can get harsh. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and I want, I just wanted to say that. So do we have another break, yeah. or, or are we done? No, we got no. We got to go. We got one more.
2: We got one more. Yeah, we still got one more to hit, but uh, and uh, and I agree with Quantrell there. Hey, look, you know, yeah, you know, not, not there doesn't have to be one side that's right and one side that's wrong. Both sides can be right or both sides oh, can be wrong, and that's that's the nature of the beast yeah, sometimes. It, 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 and
4: um, the, 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 the the article to me, what didn't the the speeding thing didn't get me. It was the 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 Jarrett situation where they were like insinuating that Georgia should have kicked him off, and he was. I mean, you're really tarnishing a young man's reputation when you talk about sexual assault and things like that these days. Yeah. And acting, I mean it right. you know, the, the speeding thing needed to be addressed. But then you take it a step further and try to make it look like um, Georgia's got a bunch of woman, women abusers over there, which, you know, nowadays uh, everybody wants to jump to the, a lot of people do want to jump to that conclusion because of recent movements and stuff. To me, that screams ideology and a narrative and not investigative journalism because clearly when you read the police reports and stuff, uh, they're misunderstanding. The, was there inappropriate behavior? Yes. And the people that had the kids that had more inappropriate behavior got got dismissed immediately. But the, the one kid that got that stayed on, you know, you read the report, and it's kind of a he said, she said, both parties kind of did some things. Well, sort of. But
2: in addition to that, though, we live in a headline world. Okay? yeah it's it's less people we all this is this is fact I don't know what the percentage is but we all know this is fact however five, however many thousand people five six thousand people that watch and listen to us today we, we unanimous unanimously can agree on this it is a very low number of people in the scroll world that we're in that go beyond the headline anymore every so often you click on it that's why these social media companies have thought come up with this idea over the last couple of years instead of retweeting you know would you like to read this article first you know these little things that pop up and but we're in a headline world and a lot of people don't care to do that but the headline was UGA football program rallies when players accused of abusing women essentially saying the entire football program says oh you abused a woman or woman or you were accused of it we got your back which
4: that's just false it's not true
2: and, yeah. and that's where all this started. Like the headline right. the headlines are what get people.
4: And that guy yeah, because I, I was just sitting there thinking. Remember that time Mark Rick sent his entire team on the field after the first touchdown against Florida? They actually won the game, <laughs> yeah, uh, for We're the first done. time in the Rick era, yeah. or one of the first. But you remember we did that? That's what, that, that's the, that's the visual I got. Like you know, insinuating that although. You know, there's like a, a woman that's been abused in the middle of the, the Georgia teams, you know, I and look, headline writers are more idiotic sometimes than, than writers, you know, and you know, writers don't write their own headlines. Right. Uh, what got me with the writer was when UGA had the rebuttal, clearly selective editing, clearly with the quotes, clearly selective facts. And, 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 and I said, well, you got an unfortunate. I mean, that's, that's, that, it's hard to prove slander these days, but to me, that's, that's intent to slander intent to push a, a narrative, which may or may not be true. You know, and I, I don't think that's investigative journalism. So at the end of the
2: day, Anybody that's been affected by any of the crimes or misconduct is really what matters at the end of the day and, and yeah. preventing that. And, and uh, it's
4: and, just- Mac and Mac and Dino. Yeah. I agree with you on the speeding thing. That's a different story. I thought they needed to take care of that a long time ago. Uh, if you're talking about Georgia, but, that's oh, awful. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, it, it was bad. Brute. And Brute. look, are, are these, does, does drag racing and speeding make you a criminal? No. I mean, we're living in a world where there's been how many fast and furious 12, 13. That to me, that's a kid thing that should have been stopped. Some adults should have put a stop to it, you know. Uh, and right. Athens is a terrible place to go drag racing. Lincoln, Nebraska. Few miles outside of town, Wyoming, Jamie, certain parts nice and flat, you know. Arizona, not at anybody's been to Athens, it's a hilly, creaky, curvy little setup. That's yeah. uh, that's terrible, but anyway, yeah, that's all that's all I have to say about the
2: just <laughs> <It's> 12 our <laughs> final timeout, and we'll be right back on Inside the Game Coach, the show.
1: Hey, Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stowe from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show garnet and black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox!
2: You heard Evan Stone, Gamecock fans, 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com.
4: If you're in the upstate of South...
2: Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina.
4: Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy?
2: Yes, he takes forever to
0: call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests.
4: Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stoneblattin. Hey, JC
5: and Phil. If you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low cost, one price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001
1: or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone
2: City. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. (laughs) Magnum, Velatric, Adventon Bikes, and more, and they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale, five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the Southern heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show.
5: <laughs> bikes are Electric Bikes of Charleston.
4: Electric Bikes of Charleston. Electric bikes are
1: just Electric bikes the just
2: football season yet?
0: Oh, man. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it is. Is it? Well, do you, should we just
2: deem <laughs> just it? Baseball baseball's season? over. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I
0: mean, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, tomorrow. It's the damn ball. We'll it's a little sp- early for that, but I'm ready. Nah,
2: we'll start looking. Uh, <laughs> it, we'll, we'll
1: just
2: uh, – we'll start previewing the North Carolina game tomorrow for, for the Gamecocks, and uh, we'll just preview 45. it every day until, um, you know, September 1st.
4: Today we're going to look at North Carolina's punter. You know Two what? Hours. You can – you can 200%. get away
2: with that anymore, you know?
4: Absolutely. I, hey, when I used to be on three hours uh, with Corey Miller on the box, two thousand, the summer of 08, never looked forward to a season over to more than that. We'd be in the summer, Corey going on vacation or something. This is three hours, Columbia Sports Talk Radio on a caller-driven show. Nobody's calling, nobody's listening. Imagine having to fill that content. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I had to do that. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie's living time. life. Jamie's
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: living life. A, well, we got the, it wasn't the afternoons like when I had twelve to three on ESPN. That was that was pretty easy. Um, it was the prior to when I had the six to nine on sports radio fourteen fifty, and my partner who is an elite level. Uh, host who is in a major market now um you know we were we, he, he just sometimes he just wasn't there didn't show up and those would be tough mornings I me mean, put it that way uh where you're going yeah. okay well i've got one guest i have three hours so and i'm not a shock jock guy right there are shock jock guys who they want to say something to get you all ruffled so you'll call in and you can it argue. It just rolls,
4: yeah. I, I
2: didn't want to. I'm not that. I just wanted to talk sports and talk ball. So uh, those would be tough mornings when you're doing that and with a board and 10,000 buttons in producing your own show. That was – Yeah, no yeah I had to run the board That's too, sucked.
4: so that sucked. Yeah, the the dumb button, you know. What people people the don't understand. And, called in and they called me a fat F – And I didn't hit the dub button in time. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, probably am. (laughs) Anyway, I want to say this real quick about NL. I know we talked a lot. It's all over the Big Spur. Uh, It's July. There's not a lot going on. So uh, it's a good time to address it. Uh, I I want to say this. I I understand the narrative out there about it because in the headlines you, you see things like, high school quarterback, you know, doesn't go to Florida because he's promised 13 million or your school loses a guy like Jordan Addison or Marshawn Lloyd, to Southern Cal, where, you know, their NIL is tight and, and you kind of feel like everybody's chasing the money. Um, and, and there's stuff like that that goes on. And I think, you know, bottom line is you got to get behind it to compete. And, and we've said that, but, but I want to tell you something a little different. Um, and you have to keep in mind, NIL touches multiple sports, not just football. It also, there's 85 kids on that football roster. They're all in full scholarship, no doubt. And that's nice and all that good stuff. But I just want to say, in the year I've had Carolina rise from my perspective, let, let, let me tell you where some of the deals, and there are deals, and they, do, they have to work and they have to pay taxes on this money. You know, I and mean, they, they have to do tasks, whether it's promotion or whatever. Let's be clear. This is not charity, right? But but let me tell you what some of these deals have gone for. Um, A player's mom was about to get her power cut off at Christmas time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Another player uh, couldn't get home for Christmas. Car would have been been in a um, been in the dorm in Columbia. Um three catastrophic car repairs uh, and, and no backup. You know, there's the, the dealerships kind of like to work with the big time guys. And, you know, and these and these guys are starters. They're not, you know, they're not backups. They're not, not bench warmers. Um, you, you know, I had that one, one kid's mom died.
1: Yeah. Yep.
4: Had to, had to get back. You know, maybe needed a suit or something for it. Whole world devastated. Um, You know, that's just football. Uh, in basketball, uh, you know, at least one of the kids, the money he got went to invest in land that, that will provide his family with generational wealth at the time. You know, that that's what that money didn't go towards an SUV or anything like that. Um, the baseball kids aren't even on full scholarship, guys. Uh, you know, the ones that uh, – and I love the passionate fan base at Carolina for baseball. JB, you've played and, and you'd agree – But but, you know, fans yell at them and and boo them and and cheer them or whatever, just like they do football and all that. And a lot of these guys are out there playing because they love the game. Mm -hmm. And that money for them is no different than the money you get the Gamecock Club for scholarships. Because these guys, unfortunately, because the NCAA don't have full scholarships, it's actually costing them money to go put it, go out there and put on the uniform and try to win baseball games for your university and their university. Yeah,
1: it's
4: um, <laughs> and there's about 15 of those guys, you know? I mean, you know, we there's some deals we cut over the summer for summer school. They have to pay for that too. 11.7 scholarships on a roster full of 40 people doesn't go very far. And it's not the coaches' floor at all. Um, but, you know, the, the, the one student athlete that's probably taken the bull by the horns the most in NIL is to carry and join her. You know what the carry-on does with that money?
2: Pays for his child. Pays for his
4: wife and his little girl. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get emotional here, but uh, I I understand that narrative because that's what everybody pushes. And, you know, the media is out there talking about millions of dollars and how they deserve this, that, and they do. But... Nil is sort of we know it and, and and I get a lot of gratitude out of this you know I, I do this because I love the University of South Carolina but I also believe there's a strong human element to it um, a lot of times these guys don't, aren't all on easy Street uh, and you'd be surprised it's it, it sort of uh, where a lot of uh, those of you that are that, that support it uh, where a lot of your hard-earned money goes uh, it goes it goes not only to have, facilitate winning and championships and all that but it, it goes to help human beings uh, who are trying to get somewhere in life uh, who who hit the ultimate roadblocks like we always do like all of us do and so um I just wanted to point that out because I you know I, I think a lot of people have this misunderstanding that uh, it's just all about making everybody rich and buying mercedeses and uh, <laughs> sports cars and go to the strip club or whatever college kids do when when they got money but uh, I wanted to kind of share that personally that my experience is uh, 85% of it goes for something that is a a need um, and you, you talk with any guy anybody at any championship level program that's played any championship level program and not everybody's experience is great everywhere right the one common thread that you hear about your Alabamas and, and Georgias and, dare I say, Clemsons, through through time, way before NIL. Uh, and I always kind of maybe thought they were talking about facilities or, you know, cafeteria food, academic. Is, hey, they take care of their players at Alabama, at Auburn, at Georgia, wherever. Uh, and kind of living this and, and seeing the human side of it and the things that do arise and the things that RISE has had to take care of, uh, you know, and fine, and, and like I said, you would get a return on it, you know, and all that. It's no big deal, it's not charity, but uh, I wanted to point that out and uh, you know, just uh, just let you guys know that there there is a human side to it and that it's just not all about, you know, uh, what's that mean with Leonardo DiCaprio? He goes, Hey, I know Guac is extra, and it, it ain't just about that, it's and, you know, especially when he with, with what we've done in football and baseball. Uh, you know, you're actually helping kids and their lives, and uh, you know, and especially you know, baseball helping to get through school, man. You know, books are expensive. I know I sold a lot of mine back but I knew I didn't need it, right? So, just want to point that out.
2: CarolinaRiseMembers.com dot com. If you would like to be a part of today, at least the solution to help a lot of these young men. Tomorrow is Friday. Thank God. And then we get into the week. Nice. We may Bad Cam, I expect Dillard Stewart to announce before the season.
4: Uh, i sorry, say that again. You expect like, what, JC? I do expect Dillard Stewart to announce before the season. Uh, yeah. I don't know about before July is out, but uh, I, I expect it to before the season. One way or the other, you
1: yeah. know.
2: Keelan Adams will be, uh, that video will be live in just a couple of minutes. He'll be announcing his destination as we have much discussed around here. Right now it seems like Virginia Tech is where he will at least head. Carolina, there was a question in here earlier. They will not stop recruiting him. They will continue to recruit Keelan Adams. And uh, you just never know. So stay tuned. Uh, JC, by the way, with an update and uh, on Malcolm Ziegler, that's not over. Carolina is uh, like I said. It's the summer, guys. Give it time. They'll get it. They'll get it worked out. Oh, yeah. Thanks to Chris Phillips for jumping in and joining us earlier. Thanks, as always, to Mad Dog Mullinax for his hard work and oh. JC Schubert. By the way, he's getting his jersey fixed. We'll try this again. Yeah. Get that, back. Yeah. Stick
4: that in to get the get the old name. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
2: we're going to, we'll try that again. We'll try that whole ordeal again. He'll get up, he'll walk off screen, he'll come back, he'll turn around, and uh, we'll see if the reveal meets expectations this time. Have a wonderful and thirsty Thursday afternoons inside the Gamecocks. The show from the Cinerama Studios back tomorrow at 11.